You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. This evening, we have a millennial mogul entrepreneur. Her name is Monty Green. She is the owner of Velvet Wax and Beauty, which is a waxing and sugaring studio in Hampton, Virginia. She is also a full-time marketing consultant who just received her MBA from the University of Maryland. Hi, Monty. Hi, Yazzie. Hello. How are you, beautiful? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It is great to have you. Tell us um, what Velvet Wax and Beauty, tell us more about your company, why you founded it, and, you know, sort of what you do. Absolutely. So um, Velvet Wax and Beauty is Hampton's first full-body waxing and sugaring studio. It uh, was founded in December 2015. Sugaring is the organic hair removal using a sugar paste. It started in ancient Egypt, way Mm. before waxing even existed. And I found out about it because I had gone to Atlanta to get my first Brazilian. Mm -hmm. And they gave me a sugaring. Okay. And I was like, oh, I like this. (laughs) Right? And so... You liked how it felt or how it felt after? I liked how it felt after. During the process... It was painful, but it was my first Brazilian, so I didn't have so anything it was gonna to be, compare yeah, to. It was going to be painful anyway. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But what I fell in love with was the experience. Like, it was a very nice, cute salon. Women, I mean, obviously a woman owned the salon, but she was a woman of color, and it was excellent service. All the ladies there were very, you know, accommodating, and it was different from what a lot of people are portraying on social media today, which is like this quick, fast buck to do a a beauty service. And so I kind of fell in love with the whole service of it. And so taking a step back, I went to Howard to get a degree in PR. And um, my dream job was to work at Essence Magazine. I wanted to be a beauty writer. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to New York, a month after I was in New York, my mom died. Mm. And so I moved back to Hampton. I was with my sisters and I grew up in a hair salon. So I was like, how am I supposed to function now that my mom's not here? And so I kind of turned the tragedy into a triumphant opportunity because I was like, well, all I know is beauty. But I knew I didn't want to do hair. Mm -hmm. So consequently, I had gone to Atlanta the Thanksgiving after my mom had died and that's the weekend that I got my first Brazilian and so I got the idea it was like an aha moment like just a month after she died and after that that's all I could think about because like my my mom was 45 when she died and she died in her sleep so when Mm. that whole situation happened I didn't know what to think I just went Mm. into like overwork mode and all I knew was beauty so it ended up being like a sweet remedy because I built something and I've been able to sustain it because like part of me feels more connected to her because of it oh wow yeah so I'm very I'm very proud of being able to keep it open all these years Mm -hmm. I mean because I moved back to Hampton and opened it in 2015 but I was bootstrapping so bootstrapping is when you're working a full-time job and then using pieces of that money to invest invest into a new job right Mm -hmm. and so um I was working as a tv and digital sales consultant Mm -hmm. and so I would take all my commission money and build the business and so by April they were like we know you're doing something because you're spending more time out of here than you are in here. 
And at that point, I was just like, I'm out anyway, right? <laughs> and so here I am getting my ducks in a row, getting ready to bounce. I'm like, cool, I'm going to be an entrepreneur full time. And then my dad dies. Oh so my. my dad died a month after I signed the lease to the building. Oh. And so it like knocked me down because he mm. was the guy who helped me renovate. And so it was completely out the blue. I was just like, I don't know what to do. But I knew that D.C. was always my happy place because mm-hmm. I had great times living in D.C. Like, I'm a Delta, so I had a lot of sorors mm-hmm. here. Did you grow up, you grew up in D.C. or Hampton? I grew or? I'm from Newport News. Okay. Yep, I'm okay, from Virginia. The, okay. Newport News. Ba- people call it bad news, but it's nothing <laughs> bad about bad news. We got Allen Iverson and the Vicks and all yeah, of that. Yeah. We had good, you know, I had yeah. a strong upbringing. I Definitely. didn't grow up in the hood. Right. But, you know, so that knocked me down. I decided to come back to D.C., and so um, while I was here, I was, I've been working other jobs that have been in my field, marketing, PR, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and, you know, I've always been faithful to the business. So at one point, I would go to Hampton on a Thursday night and stay Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive back to D.C. at 5 a.m. on a Monday and would work in D.C. Wow. And then so 2017, I was like, you know what? This is all well and good, but I'm ready to be a full-time entrepreneur, but. And I said, the but is I got to make sure that I make my parents proud because both of my parents were entrepreneurs, but Mm. unfortunately, both of their businesses were not strong enough to live after they died. And so I didn't inherit their business per se. I only inherited what I learned from them. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I want to get my master's in business because finances and money is hard for me. It's mm. it's uncomfortable. It's something that I don't know how to do. I wasn't taught it when I was growing up. And I need to figure out what the heck I'm doing in my business mm. so that I can be legit. Yeah. So that if I'm gone from here, it will continue. And so I was working a full-time job and decided to get my MBA full-time at the University of what? Maryland. What? You were working full-time yep. and you still had velvet. Yep. And you were working on your MBA full time. Yep. So Ooh. I worked at Howard. And you were still traveling. Yeah, girl. Listen, I was happy to catch you a got, Monty has a secret sauce, yo. You know what? <laughs> I care a whole lot about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I really care about myself more. Mm. And I'm, I'm happy that now at 29, I can realize what is and is not negotiable. Mm. And one thing that's not negotiable is how I'm going to feel like, you know, like I, I've learned how to insert self-care into my life as if it's necessary. Cause it is. Yes. So if I got a book of flight, I don't care if it's on a credit card. I don't care if it's on a company card. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I got to take a sick day. I'm booking a flight because that's my self-care. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean. The I, level of self-awareness is is, is good. Yeah, wow. that's, that's how I thrive also. Like, I realize a lot of people don't thrive in this space of transparency that I've learned to be in. And I've actually been shunned quite often about being too transparent, sharing too much in relationships and friendships and mm, money. Mm. And I'm, I don't have nothing to hide. And at the end of the day, my dad taught me this. He was like, nobody has any heaven or hell to put you in. So you're not paying my bills. You're not rubbing my feet. 
Hello. You not paying my employees because payday is next Friday and I better have my st- situation together. Mm. So it's really like, I don't even care, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it's freeing. That whole mentality is freeing to me. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And it, and it you know, it. I think it takes a lot um, for, I think it may take more for others than some to be, you know, to be their authentic selves yeah. and to be transparent. And, but, but. But at the core of, you know, really solid relationships and friendships and and business and all of that. Yeah. You know, and and that sustainability and communication, you know, is really being transparent, being vulnerable. Yeah. So I just think that's so beautiful that you keep doing it. Keep doing it, you know. And and there are folks who will, you know, some people, they may think it's too much, but Mm -hmm. then there'll be others who gravitate towards you and love you. As you are and, right. and don't want to try to mute you or change you. It's about, oh, you sharing too much. You doing, you doing this is too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, <laughs> absolutely. And so how I've been able to try and insert myself into the business because I'm not there. I live in D.C. and I have a team of five that mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, operates in, in Hampton. That is amazing. And. It's very, very challenging, you know, because I'm still working. Um, I'm still working and I'm transitioning to being a full-time entrepreneur. Um, But the thing that I've tried to do my best is to let my team feel empowered to manage clients and engage in relationships with people. And I've given them a framework to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, early in the business, what I would do is like I set up a, a building, we have... A POS, that's a, a payment system. I have a, a great website. We have Facebook, Instagram. I do Google analytics and, you know, we're wow. ranked top on Google. We have like lots of Google reviews and Yelp. So I had that infrastructure and I would onboard estheticians and cosmetologists and I'd put them on a contract, right? Mm-hmm. And after the contract was up, they had learned how to do their business themselves so they didn't need me anymore so they would leave and take the clients with them right oh no and it and it sucks but then i think about it i'm trying to empower people period Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i've been here for five years and i'm not going anywhere so if anything i enjoy it even more because i'm empowering other women to be owners themselves Mm -hmm. you know they've gotten six months worth of a blueprint but then also it's teaching me okay I recognize that this is not just a salon where we're doing waxing and sugaring, hair removal for men and women. We This is a, a, a pipeline program. And so that's the next phase. So, nice. So I graduated in May, and I'm doing marketing consulting and managing the business full time. But at least I only have two jobs now <laughs> instead of three. <laughs> right. And uh, my plan is to uh, open a new location in uh, Northern Virginia, it's either Arlington or Alexandria, awesome. April 2020. Yay! And That's going to bring a lot more business. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that because I, there aren't really any heavy hitters in terms of sugaring in this area. No. And sugaring is something that black women need to know about. Yes, yes. Let's get, it, let's get into it. Yes. Let's get into it. So let's talk about Brazilians, right? Okay. So most people, if you don't know, a Brazilian is when you remove all the hair right. on a female from the vaginal area and mm-hmm. then the anal strip, mm-hmm. right? So 
traditionally, a lot of people know about wax because they've seen the uh, 40-year-old virgin. Waxing, you can use hard wax or you can use soft wax. Mm -hmm. So soft wax, it goes on like um, honey and you pull it off with paper. Hard wax is it goes on like honey, but then it dries up and then you pull it off, right? So wax isn't bad. But the challenge with wax is most waxes contain pine. Most people of color are allergic to pine. Like if you have bad allergies, you have to take Claritin in the springtime, you're likely allergic to grass. Unless you're paying to go to an allergist and have a allergy test on your arm where they stick you, you know, Mm -hmm. you probably don't know that you're allergic to it. So a lot of women are being waxed by types of waxes that they are allergic to. So that's number one. Number two is it's hot, so you could be burnt. Mm -hmm. Number three is soft wax has paper, which is a barrier, which is an added layer of removal, so you're getting ripped. Yes. And then you don't even want to talk about the double dipping, so you have exposed blood, you know, you know, viruses are in your in people's blood. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to the Chinese, quote unquote, sorry, I, no disrespect <laughs> to anybody listening that's right. of Chinese descent. Mm-hmm. Or the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. If you are going to a non-board certified wax technician that is not properly trained in sanitation procedures, it is possible that you could be waxed in an unsanitary way. Especially if they double dip. That means using the same stick for multiple people. Oh, they do it on no. eyebrows. They do it on eyebrows all the time because I see it at the nail salon. Oh, so no. if they do it on eyebrows, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did it on a Brazilian, you know, because it helps them move faster and the products are expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I found out about sugaring first. So mm-hmm. it was never my intention to even include waxing. However, we do include it because some people have a preference, but our procedures are like by the book. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we ensure that everybody comes in is safe. Mm -hmm. But sugaring removes hair in the direction of hair growth. Mm -hmm. and Which is important, and I assume that prevents hair bumps. Right, right. So Or ingrown hair. Ingrown hair bumps. Folliculitis, Mm -hmm. and the the street word is ingrown hair bumps. (laughs) (laughs) The street word. But men have it, too. So, like... Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're painful sometimes. Absolutely. Very annoying. Absolutely. It's unsightly. It affects people's Mm self-esteem. I'm going to tell you, it's nothing better than when I get a fresh Brazilian sugar in. Keep it PG now, Monty. (laughs) Hey, boo. I know know I'm 29, but it looked like I was born yesterday. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, but it, it removes the hair in the direction of hair growth. So the entire follicle of hair is removed. And over time, that follicle begins to close and so your hair gets finer and softer over time so after three months of consistent sugaring you will not have the same for example if you have 4c hair really coarse curly Mm -hmm. hair you won't have 4c after three consecutive months sign me up sign me up because my hair grows everywhere quickly girl i wish i had that problem (laughs) 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 yeah but that's that's sugaring and so I think, um, so Velvet, I got the name Velvet be- from two things. So my mom's favorite movie was Coming to America. Oh, yes. And you know, Classic. 
where uh, the guy says, what is that, velvet, when he's touching the lion? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so our slogan <laughs> is, skin so smooth you'll think it's velvet. Nice. And um, her motorcycle bike name was Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. And so... Whose motorcycle name? My mom's. My oh, mom's motorcycle wow. bike name was Red Velvet. So, you know, fearless, you know, bold and whoever you are, you know, we are a unisex salon. We do bra- female Brazilians, but we also do manzillions. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> a manzillions. Okay. Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> so we, we do hair removal services for men and women. Mm-hmm. So we are a very open, gender fluid environment. And when mm-hmm. people come in, they're greeted by their name. They get rosé or water. Oh, very nice. You know, we use numbing spray to take the edge off of the pain. We cover you with a towel. We show you a mirror so you can see before and after. So it, I've tried to make it a very, um, a very good experience. So mm-hmm. people don't just feel like they're laying on a table with somebody they don't know. Right, right. Because uh, it of- is a very vulnerable absolutely position that's and that's why you know i'm so it's so easy for me to be transparent because mm-hmm. somebody i've had people cry getting you getting a brazilian they're crying because of what they're going on in their personal life Aww. you know yeah. or it's i mean i didn't realize that having being proud of what you look like underneath your clothes in intimate areas means so much to certain people mm-hmm. and to have it look better because sugaring over time the skin will get lighter the bumps will go away mm-hmm. you'll feel good about that yeah i don't know if i could tell you this story but so waxing hair removal the craziest thing that ever happened to me was uh there was this older guy older gentleman that came in and he got on the table and he just was butt naked <laughs> and just was spreading them i said sir <laughs> i yeah, sir sir I don't even put you on all fours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have you bring your knees to your chest or I have you do a scissor oh, he, kick he, to the side. He, 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 he just decided that he was going to get in a position that I, I he needed to be in so that I wouldn't have no questions. I said, okay. But. Uh, That's hilarious. So how did he react when you when you told him, like, no, this is the correct, like, this is. Well, I'm a professional, period. And everybody is expected to be per- professional as well so i don't allow people to feel uncomfortable or embarrassed about anything Mm -hmm. so i was like you know sir um actually i just need you to lay on your back we don't we don't have to have you in that position Mm -hmm. and um if i need to take a moment i turn the lights down and i step out and take a moment and then i do my job but at this point i've probably done over five thousand brazilians wow that's a lot of arm strength man Oh, oh my goodness! Wrist, girl. I ha- I wear a wrist. Um, I wear a wrist. What do you call it? Not a wrist, like band. a brace. A brace. Yeah, okay. I wear a brace sometimes just to protect my my wrist because mm-hmm. that's my money maker. That yeah. and my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you have to stand up for a long time and like lean over a little bit. And- yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Like, um, I think. The next part of the business will probably, well, actually it is. I'm becoming a sugaring trainer. Nice. So I think for, and this is millennial mind, so I'll say the big thing for me for having a business is that I didn't want to be married to the chair. I'm not, I'm the best part of my business, but I'm not the only part of my business. Mm-hmm. There's five other people that are in there right now helping 
to keep the vision in the yes. business alive. And they're being able to pay their bills and pay and take care of their families because of it. Mm-hmm. So the business is not dependent on me. I'm only there once a month. You know, I mm. only do Brazilians once a month. And I mean, we, you know, we're over a six figure business and this That's is passive wonderful. income for me. That so, yeah. So I, I mean, it's definitely a f- much further way that I need to go. But for people that are looking to start a business, especially in the beauty area, I just encourage people to think outside the box about how they can empower other people mm. while, you know, thinking broadly. And I think that's something I learned from business school. You think about scope or scale. Like, is this business scalable? Mm-hmm. That's how you think about retail products. What can we sell? Okay. We do hair removal, but what is the pre-care? What is the post-care? So before, you know, you may need to trim custom trimmers or you may need to exfoliate. We have an exfoliating glove and a sugar scrub, which nice. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send Ooh, you please. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell me what you think. So we have a velvet exfoliating glove. We have a velvet sugar scrub. Nice. And then for uh, preventive, excuse me, preventative care, we sell ingrown hair bump serum. So, awesome. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and these are not things that were necessarily taught specifically to me by mm-hmm. school, but um, putting your thoughts to pen and paper and then making them come to fruition is something that's definitely helped push the whole the whole bus along mm. in the beauty business, right? We have got to take back the stigma of having these three hour long wait times to get our hair done or to any kind of service. That's one of the reasons why I don't never step into a salon no more half you, the time. <laughs> look, or, you know, poor customer service when you're there, gossiping while your clients are in the chair, mm-hmm. um, lack of sanitary precautions, mm. not having a license. We got to stop. Like, and exchanging funds on Cash App, I'm the and the list goes on. It's a level of professionalism that I just really want, especially black, black beauty entrepreneurs to recognize yes. that you're better than that. And you can grow and you can get money from corporate donors, corporate organizations. I have three women, millionaires right now. They're like, please let let me know when you want to open um, your next location because we, we want to be in on that deal. That's amazing. But you, you can't do it with, when somebody says, what are your margins? Okay. What, are, what are your margins? You should know how much you're taking home after you buy all your products. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should have books where you know, okay, Brazilians are my number one seller. Mm-hmm. You know, bikinis are my number two. Underarms are, not, are my number three. Mm-hmm. Legs are my number four. You know what I'm saying? You should know that sort of thing. Shark Tank isn't just a show. Mm-hmm. And people have been saying that they don't want to give capital to black women or black people, period. But that's a lie. I'll tell you why. There's like eight new chase banks in dc alone wow so that's that's my little soapbox but anyway no that was good i appreciate that gotta get that money right i really appreciate that so well i mean since we're on the topic of business let me ask you i mean do you all i assume you have an accountant like an accountant that actually yeah so i use uh quickbooks Mm -hmm. which is a um a paid software i think it's like 35 dollars a month Mm -hmm. and i have a business account and i only use my business account for business expenses Mm -hmm. that's another thing we have to do so even if you are just starting out and you are living eating and breathing off of your lash money 
you need to have a lash account and have your personal account and pay yourself. Mm -hmm. Show that you are paying yourself. Even if you if you bring in fifteen hundred and you got to pay yourself thirteen hundred, transfer it over as you'll pay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that separation is is what will give you something to show the bank. Yeah, I do have an accountant, and they. Look at the books and send me reports that I have to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, it's a nightmare, girl. Yeah, I, I know. I, and nonprofits have to do the same thing. So, yeah. it's, <laughs> so I, I get it. I still hate it, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It's a necessary. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to like everything you got to do. Yeah. 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 But you also um, have been on a fitness yeah. and health and wellness journey on of your own. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind just, you know, sort of sharing with us sort of, what inspired you or what led you to kind of start this, this journey and um, you know, what that's been like for you. Absolutely. So um, I have always been over 200 pounds. I'm five, two have always been over 200 pounds. So I decided last May that I wanted to get, take last summer as an opportunity to get healthy so I got rid of drinking Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I did two a day. So I did cardio in the morning and I did cardio and weights in the evening. Mm. And then I got funky with it. Like I went skating and I was, um, I I joined this dance class. Nice. It was like a hip hop dance class that was on Fridays. And um, I actually went to Jacksonville for three months. Mm-hmm. So I was away from everybody I knew. Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah. Okay. And what was, um, was there reason? I actually was, it was for my MBA internship. Okay. Right. So I took that opportunity to focus on me mm-hmm. and I lost 30 pounds over the summer. That's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm just trying to stay consistent. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very difficult when you are in a social space, mm-hmm. you're eating or you're, you're dating, you're mm-hmm. having a drink here, having a drink there. Right. And it's hard. Like, Turning down carbs, turning down sugar, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes back to like me recognizing self care, and I would turn to food if I was feeling sad. I would turn to food if I was feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. And now I either turn to fitness, I turn to God, I listen to podcasts, I turn to music, or I really identify things that I liked. Like last summer, I went to a recording studio and recorded a song. I'm not nice. I'm not no Beyonce, but I like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I can hold a tune. Do things that you that right. you enjoy. Right. So I was very introspective about what I wanted and what I needed, and I came to terms with the fact that I wanted to feel good about how I looked in certain clothes, and that didn't make me a bad person. No, you know, because mm-hmm. I come from a family where. You know, most of my family, and my dad was one of 11, everybody's overweight. Yeah. And you go to family dinners and you eating. Right. Two, two, and three And if you plates. don't eat, they looking at you like, what's wrong? You right. on a diet, you're not eating? Like, they look down on girl, you, you better go get you another plate. Right, right. Like, the diet, the diet sweet tea is not there. So, I just have been making an intentional decision to just pr- figure out what I wanted and do what I wanted. Don't fall off for too long. And I think... That has to do with vision. You know, my vision and my purpose was presented to me based on tragedy. And it it was a it was a negative thing, but it also blessed my life because Mm -hmm. now I am 100 percent sure about what I'm here for. Everybody doesn't have that blessing. And so if you are one of those people that's fortunate enough to not have had to go through certain tragedies, keep living and keep working 
and just try to do good. And eventually your purpose will find you. Monty, please tell us where we can find you and also yes. Velvet Wax and Sugaring on social media. Velvet Wax and Beauty on yes. social media. Yes. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Monty Green. That's at M-O-N-T-I-E Green, like the color. And you can follow Velvet Wax and Beauty at Velvet, V-E-L-V-E-T Wax, W-A-X, and A-N-D Beauty on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you're in Hampton, uh, we are on East Queensway, right around the corner from Hampton University. You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace.